Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It. It's week three of Bachelor in Paradise, otherwise known as episodes four and five. Always very confusing. And right on schedule, Bachelor in Paradise is turning into Bachelor in Hell. You know, there's no show if there's no drama. And there's no drama if people don't start just like wildly betraying, backstabbing each other, breaking up, and generally acting very poorly. So that's exactly what this week is really all about. Yes. Four hours of tears and shouting and calling people garbage bag humans and just tragically burnt cakes that someone would have happily eaten. Me. I really want that chocolate cake. It looked good. Very depressing outcome. But joining us for this cake burnt filled recap is Mr. Mayor Star and dear friend of the pod, Vela Lavelle. Vela, thank you for joining us. Yay. Hi, guys. Thanks for letting me back. (laughs) (laughs) And treating you to come back. I mean, we're so excited. Forcing you into recapping four full hours of like dramatic hellscape. So yeah, truly a pleasure. I think we should dive right in. Let's do it. It's it we start the morning after the big the big horrifying thing that happened to Connor, which is that Marissa and Riley had a wonderful date. They really connected and they went to the boom boom room. And Connor doesn't really know that a death blow has been dealt to his relationship. He's like it's wake up, like time to check in with 
Marissa and see how everything's going. But Marissa is like, Riley's a dream man. Things like there's no downside to Riley right now. And now it's sort of like, oh, Connor, he's sweet. You know, he's a sweet boy. I feel really bad for Connor, but I also like I couldn't handle him (laughs) either. (laughs) I know. I mean, it's so it's so hard because like I want to be all of Connor's female friends on the show. I want to be like, well, I date you, Connor. But like, I wouldn't probably. I probably wouldn't. That's the problem. I mean, look, this is just sweet Connor. I feel for him. I'm happy for Marissa. You know, love to see our girl Marissa just absolutely swooning over Riley's gargantuan biceps. love that for her truly don't understand how his arms are that big like i I defies logic i think it's cgi i don't it doesn't make sense i think he's like jason momoa in those commercials where he comes in and he takes his arms off yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like that the death blow to connor's relationship it's like a, a symbol of of death for many other relationships yeah. and of course the first blow is dealt to Ivan oh. who is just waxing poetic about the fact that he and Jasenia are probably going to get engaged yeah. this is the level of confidence <laughs> and as he's saying this two very tall smoke bros show up two men from Claire's season uh claire and Tasha, but chris actually chris conran didn't even make it onto the Tasha's portion of the season he never got a rose he's like i was on claire's season barely like just little dab a little touch of salt he's got a real valley bro vibe i i can see it you're just like a laid-back california surf bro like hey chasen my best friend and uh Chris and his bro Chasen actually run into each other on the stairs. They didn't know the other person was going to be there. And they're like, this is incredible. We have a bromance. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that for anyone who might <laughs> think there's something wrong with the bromance. It's great. And Serena P at this point is uh, is in her interview saying, you know, Chasen called Claire a smoke show. And everyone was like, who would want to be called a smoke show? And I was like, every girl ever. And I have to say... She's not wrong, but also I don't think people said no one would want to be called a smoke show. It was just like, could he say literally anything else about her? Yeah. Right. I was going to say the complaint about him was not that he like complimented a woman's looks. It was that he only had one term to compliment every woman that came into his orbit. Yeah. There was no differentiation. Yeah, it's also like smoke show is a word you want to hear one time every maybe three years. Like, you right. don't, like, yeah. I've heard the word smoke show so many times at this point that I was like, it has to stop. Like, we have yes. to put an end They've to this. They've only traversed one staircase and we've heard smoke show enough. <laughs> yeah, smoke show to me is like, it's like truffle oil or red pepper flakes. It's like, it can be really effective, but do I want you to dump a whole container on top of my dish? I do. You know? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I can't handle spice, so red pepper flakes are, are something that I use sparingly. Yeah, I also like, I don't know if you noticed that Chris says obviously a lot as well, and I kept being like, it's not obvious at all, Chris. Like, he kept saying obviously, you know, blah, 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 obviously. And it was like, no, it's not. It's not obvious, Chris. 
That's we, just we part of now. his whole his whole like laid back vibe. Valley. Um, yeah, I guess it's all obvious to him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they come down with their double date card, which says, "When it comes to paradise, the more the merrier." And like all these guys thought they had these women locked down, but now women have the roses, and there are more guys coming in who want to talk to them. And Mari, you know, is getting to think like. Maybe I would like to be able to say yes to the date if if Jason were to ask me on this date. But apparently they have already had the conversation that they wouldn't go on a date. With Which another. we were not treated to. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you didn't miss anything. They just, <laughs> there are gaping holes of time in all of these relationships that we simply don't see because there's too uh, many relationships. So Mari and Kenny had been like, we're exclusive, essentially ostensibly ostensibly yeah but you know she's like i'm only 25 i'm young i'm in paradise i want to be able to pursue anyone who might be my person meanwhile chris is like 100 focused on jesenia he's like you have the she has the most beautiful eyes i've ever seen i don't care if she's booed up like i'm gonna steal her like that's my focus and it it actually turns out that Chris was one of the only guys Jasenia was interested in, which I always think is interesting when that happens. It's like, how do you know who he is? Like, he basically was yeah. never really on the show at all. He is friends with Katie Thurston. Independently. Okay. Oh, like randomly? Yeah. She had put him, like, from home. And she had put him on her social media a bunch. And, like, I'm pretty sure that he was part of the crew with Jasenia. They all hung out together, like. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. See, that makes sense because I was like, what is going... Like, I think everyone watching at home is like, Jasenia and Ivan seem like all booed up and adorable together. And then you're literally like, why did she just like... She was like, bye. Because she was waiting. Right. She was waiting for Chris. Oh, that is so sad. Yeah. Okay. I'll take this tall, handsome, successful, like sweetheart isn't he an engineer is it yeah. like an engineer? aeronautical oh like yeah like, engineer. come on okay. oh, look uh. this is this is the structure of paradise it, it entices everyone to behave very poorly badly it's so bizarre to have it framed as like i was really hoping to like meet you on the beach when what they really mean is like oh like you're someone i already know and hang out with and i like Hoped we could hook up. Yeah, you're here. someone I've been DMing with. Yeah. Uh, and, but like, <laughs> we'd like to consummate this relationship publicly so we can all <laughs> yes, get the maximum Instagram followers. <laughs> <laughs> so the Smoke Bros ask everyone to assemble so that they can announce their choices. Um, Chase and asks Deandra, which I'm just happy that she has another option at this point than Carl and Chris asked Jasenia and they're both like, yep. Yeah, definitely. I'll go. (laughs) And Carl and Ivan are like, excuse, excuse me. Like I I thought that we were about to get engaged. I was like, Ivan, I understand Carl, sir. Yeah. Also, did you notice that Carl, when he was talking about Deandra, it was very possessive. He was very much like my girl, my woman. She took, he took my one. I was like, Carl. (laughs) And the way that Carl does these things is it always just feels like he's trying on 
some sort of language that isn't even really natural to him. No matter what he's yeah. doing, he could be ordering a beer. And I'm like, I've never heard anyone order a beer like that. <laughs> like, it sounds unnatural. Like, who told you to do that? Like, he literally will just be like, I just got my girl took from me. Man, I need my lady, man. I need my lady. And I'm like, are you reading from a script? Like, I don't believe you really feel this way. No, Carl is literally like a cyborg that has tried to combine a bunch of different personalities into one human man and like only done so with 65% success. <laughs> yeah, he's ser- he's searching for something. I feel <laughs> it with Carl. I'm like, you're searching for a personality and you haven't quite found it yet. But I wish you luck on that yeah. journey, Carl. Ivan is more like, I just don't think Jacenia will really entertain it because we have such a good connection. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. <sighs> he doesn't really know what's happening yet it's very it's, rough their date is at a large gazebo a flute playing woman is going to guru them in intimacy on a large double xl bed on which they will be practicing uh kama sutra positions and blowing on each other to discover their erogenous zones i mean i always do that with a group of my friends so <laughs> You're living that New York liberal yeah, lifestyle. Exactly. It's just like a <laughs> it's a thing that we coastal elite like to engage in. Yeah. I'm like, just sir, bl- blow gently across my decolletage. I loved that Jasenia was like, <laughs> it felt really good when he blew on my neck in decolletage. And I was like, oh, I love a good vocab word on this. Show. I know. I, you, that Jesenia. really stood out to me too. That's a word we could hear more of as opposed to smoke show. Like that's I agree. Yeah. Decolletage, you know. Uh, Deandra is actually into things with Chasen as well. She's surprised, you know. She's not normally that forward with with a man, but she's like, oh, no, it feels really good to have this tall, handsome stranger blow all over my skin. Afterward, uh, we do see Jasenia and Chris catch up a little bit. She's like, things are so good with Ivan, but there's one thing missing, and you have that thing what is the thing she doesn't say at this point yeah i assumed in that moment that the thing was like sexual chemistry okay but here's the thing here's where my mind went was didn't taisha send ivan home after the fantasy suite so i was like (laughs) i'm sorry i love ivan i shout out to ivan i'm a huge fan but i was like is there something weird going on with ivan well because she was like oh it's because you don't believe in God. What if that was just a cover? That's just story? a cover. Oh no. Oh no. I don't I hope not. I, I don't either, but it's like one of those things where I'm like, okay, we're just watching. Is there something intangible like breath or something <laughs> that we don't know that these women are experiencing? Oh, I mean, we won't know. I guess that all of us will simply have to make out with Ivan for research. To find out. Let's make this happen, Ivan. We're interested to get to the bottom it, of this. Purely, purely anthropologically, though. <laughs> Don't worry. For research. Yeah, we just yeah, it's want just to research. Understand. It's just research. We made out with Ivan, so you, the listeners, don't have to. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we took care of it. Uh, so back at the resort, Mari is still really questioning her exclusive arrangement with Kenny. She's, you know, like, I don't want any regrets if I end up engaged to a man 15 years older than me on this TV show. 
So I need to be able to say yes to a date. And he deserves to know that I'm thinking that. So I'm going to tell him. So Mari sits with Kenny and says, look, I'm really focused on us and on you. But at the end, if we're together, I want to be totally sure 100% that I made the right decision. And Kenny's like, okay, no, I get it. So like, we're broken up now. And she's like, no, not that. And he's like, okay, but like, (laughs) it seems like you will get asked on a date. And I just want it to be a two way street. So maybe I should go bang Demi in the boom boom room like later today. Does that seem like the appropriate way to handle this? Only logical next step. (laughs) I was like, Kenny, you could get asked on a date. And he does soon thereafter. So like, it's not like his only way to make this a two-way street is to go pursue someone else. Regardless, he's feeling really turned off. I got that because I think that- I did too. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's, it's part of the deal of like building a relationship that you kind of say like, I'm just not gonna go on- a date with someone else and then because of that trust you start building intimacy so the fact that like i think it mari didn't think this through i thought it was not tactical i didn't think there was anything (laughs) wrong with her wanting to have the option to be asked on dates and not feel locked in but i she didn't have a date in front of her right right that's why i think it wasn't tactical i was like i understand i think she was trying to do the right thing in terms of being like i want to be honest i want to share these like doubts I'm having but it the way it landed for Kenny was like I want to pursue other people that aren't even in front of me (laughs) I am thinking about other people who might come in or who maybe they're here already and are just willing to just have sex with me and so listen I I'm sympathetic to Kenny in the sense that you guys layout i just like can't get rid of this like kind of icky feeling that there are all of these guys on this show who are kind of like older and have been through the dating scene and are now like well now i have this like really young 20 something woman and i want her to like stop dating other guys immediately like i want to lock this 23 year old down Mm. and that like kind of sits with me wrong like if if you want a woman who's like i've been through it and i'm ready to really focus on one guy in this experience, date a 33 year old. They're around. Like you're not paying any attention to them. You want a young woman who is trying to like figure out the rest of her romantic life in the space of four weeks. And you want her to not play the field at all. Like I hear that again. This is like one of the things that happens when you as a 40 year old man make the choice to only pursue women who are fundamentally at a completely different stage in their lives from you. Yeah. yeah. Once a woman hits 30, she is no longer worth engaging with. She has <laughs> bloomed, wilted. Her flower has bloomed. <laughs> yeah. Look, what do you want him to do? <laughs> you have to groom a girl who is as recently out of school as possible. If you High want. school. It was recently okay. out of high school. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. what I meant. <laughs> just, I just... How did you end up exclusive so fast? There are lots of people on the beach who are focusing on one relationship. But if another person comes in and asks them out, sometimes they say yes. And like, I feel like Mari just wants 
the kind of standard arrangement that a lot of them have right now. And she's like, how did I get like locked in in this way so fast? I think you're so right. And I think the only thing she did wrong was she didn't have a date in front of her. Because if you're, if you're, if the person you're dating says, I just want to date general other people, right. how do you not take that personally? And that, but if that they was say, why I, I want to date Kenny. this specific other person. You also take that. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, that's very personal and crappy, but it's like, you get it more. You get it very destabilizing about like in general you're just not doing it enough for me to want to like not go out with other people I don't know I I just think again it was understandable and totally her prerogative to have that conversation but like tactically I think it worked against her the problem is when you don't have a rose you're incentivized to be like we're not seeing other people right and then circumstances change and you start to be like oh maybe I do want to have that option right And so the women, I think we often see trying to finesse this and and the men too, of like, how do I make this person feel really sure that they should give me their rose without promising something that I'm going to have to like (laughs) three back next week? Mari didn't do the best job of this, it seems like. And Mari goes to Demi to confide in her, which like another understand why anyone would (laughs) ever do this. Like, I do understand that a lot of the women find Demi very fun. Personally, no, I would be trying not to hang out with her. Why would you ever choose her for your confidant about how your man is now more available (laughs) than he was before? I don't understand Mari's decision here. Yeah, Demi's like, okay, I smell weakness. Here's my opening. (laughs) I'm going after Kenny. Demi's like your friend that you like go to a party with at 1 a.m. She's not your friend that you tell your deepest, darkest secrets to. Yeah, because Demi like doesn't care about you. Like that's her whole thing (laughs) is just like, I don't care about you. I owe you nothing. I'm just going to do whatever I want. That's what makes her fun to go to the party with, but not maybe the person you would want to make sure that you had a safe ride home at the end of the night. Yes, (laughs) yes. No, she'll ditch you at that party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like, what? Why are you mad at me? I don't understand. Yeah. I was at this party for me, for Demi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just had to follow my bliss, follow my truth. And I'm <laughs> yes. sorry that didn't line up with yours. Yes. Yeah. So Demi is like, great. Kenny is now looking into other options. I'm an option and I'm going to go after Kenny. So she immediately just like pulls him aside to make a play for him. And he's game. Like, very, very game. They're just both, like, we love sex. We love bodies. Great. All good things. They also share, ultimately share a kiss that is one of the more disturbing things I've ever seen on television. Like, I didn't need to Mm. see the Mm -mm. bite with, like, the full (gasps) underlip. It just like it was pull, tooth like, forward. Yeah. yeah, it was very tooth forward and it was very <laughs> zoomed in on. It just was a thing I didn't need to see. I think Kenny seems am I the only one who thought he seems a little afraid of Demi? Like oh, he definitely oh, is yeah. afraid of her. They all saw what happened with Brendan after he went on a date with her, made out with her, and then was like, I don't necessarily want to be committed to you right now. And she just like had a meltdown at him for like the entire night. Yeah. I don't think that any of them want to get on Demi's bad side. And what she revealed with that date thing with Brendan is that all it really takes is for her to decide she's into you and for you to not reciprocate. (laughs) And that's it. And And so he's like, yeah, like there's common ground here. I can make this work. We both like ass cheeks. 
like ass cheeks. I can see <laughs> hers. She can see mine. We're set up for a for years of um, committed relationship. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this all happens in front of Mari, and she is like understandably quite hurt, given that she had just had a conversation about her relationship with Kenny with Demi. Mm-hmm. I, I get the sense that Mari and Kenny are not quite done for good. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the boom boom room situation. Marissa and Riley have been back and like just chilling, flirting with each other, kissing. But Connor does still doesn't seem to know what happened. So he enters in a very bold outfit. I loved um, it. Oh, oh, I was into oh, it. No. I was into it. <laughs> I like Emma. no. I'm sorry. I was into it. Connor's j- big jumpsuit reveal. This was one oh, of those moments God. where I was like, I salute the effort and like the verve, but like, no, it didn't work for me. Uh, he's it's, just too okay. much. Connor is too much in his big jumpsuit moment. I was like, Con-, like everything, maybe on someone else it would have worked, but just anything that Connor does, I'm like, it's too much. But the problem Connor. is that he's actually like right in his assessment of the role that he plays, which is that like everyone adores him, but like no one wants yeah. to fuck him. No. And that yeah. sucks. <laughs> he He clearly bought that jumpsuit off Insta- uh, Instagram ad. Look, guys, I, I respect it. I love, I love a sartorial <laughs> loved it. I loved it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I loved it. It's it's an orange short romper that on one side is bold orange stripes and on the other is like a pastel orange floral. So it's one of those things where like, if you look at him in profile from one side, it looks like one outfit. From the other, it looks like another outfit. And he demonstrated that to the group. He did explain he sh- that. He he explained that part of the romper. Yeah. So I think whenever you feel compelled to do a little comedy, uh, like, cheesecake <laughs> routine about your outfit, that, to me, suggests that you know that it's not fully being carried off by you, that it's wearing you a little bit, maybe. The, uh, the jumper was wearing Connor. Let's it be was. real. So he's, like, clearly just trying to, like, peacock a little bit for Marissa. Aaron is, like, it's, like, you're a kimono on one side and a convict on the other. The (laughs) boys and I are calling it kimono convict. And I was, like, Aaron, don't call it that. Like, like, that's okay. Hmm. It's, like, a problematic portmanteau. (laughs) He's, like, where would you even buy it? Uh, Instagram, I'm telling you, he bought it off Instagram. The internet. This shit is all over TikTok. Are you kidding me? And so Connor does sit with Marissa and is like, tell me about your date. Like, did you get back late? Did you have fun? Did you like him? Do you still like me? And she's like, oh, not that late. Like, I liked him. I'm glad I went. Pointedly does not say whether she still likes Connor. I feel like she could have been a little bit more straightforward here. Yeah. A, little, a little bit. A little like, bit. She's very clearly coupled up with Riley. Like, he did ask her quite directly, are you still into me? And she, like, avoided the question and then just never talked to him again. Like, Marissa. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'd want to do a date for you tonight. I want to do something special. And she's like, uh, maybe. I don't know. See if I'm like, free. You can just say no. You can just say no. I'm sorry. This is shitty, shitty behavior. I agree. This is, like, immature. And what's weird to me is that, like, I do feel like there's a lot of negativity focused at certain people for their immaturity at various points in this episode. No one seems pissed at Marissa. And I was like, this is 
bad behavior. She was pressuring Connor to commit to her. She was like, I need to define this relationship. Like, I need more than you have a crush on me. Then the minute she meets Riley, she just like never willingly talks to Connor ever again. I kind of felt for Marissa in this situation. And I I think maybe part of it was maybe that she is a little younger, but I was like, I related to getting kind of swept off her feet by Riley, which she didn't expect. And then Connor waltzes in in his jumpsuit and she's just like, doesn't, it, it felt like to me like she was a little frozen. Like she didn't lie, but she didn't, she didn't really take the leap that it would have taken to kind of tell that, you know, romper to his face. I think there is a very human instinct when you're confronted with an uncomfortable situation to just sort of like, Yes. Try to slowly back away and avoid it. And yet, that was, it was bad behavior. But one more thing in defense of Marissa, which is, I think the Connor thing is tricky because he's such a nice guy and he's dripping in sweet. It's like, I mean, I think it was the same thing with Katie. Like, she kept Connor on for all these weeks because he's so nice. And I'm like, I think it's harder to be mean to those guys but you gotta you got look you again got, maybe this is just something you learn as you get older and have yes, more relationships learning less like hopefully yes. you need to be direct you need to directly communicate and he gave her an out he actually gave her a very specific did, direct question did. do you still like me and she could have been like look i really do like you but i had a really good time with riley and i think i, I really want to pursue that i think we also just inherently understand if you have Riley and then <laughs> his giant arms and then you have Connor in his jumpsuit, you're like, ah, I mean, I everyone, as soon as she went on the date, was like, ah, Connor's screwed. Everyone was like, I hope she sticks with Connor. He really deserves it. But then and she not only doesn't stick with him, she's like, handles it really poorly. And everyone's like, yeah. them's the breaks. I don't know. It was- I, I don't condone Marissa's behavior, but I, I got where she was coming from, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those one of those things that the show, again, really encourages you to couple off when you don't have the power. When you're not, yeah, yeah. And then when you have it, they send in, like, literally the most bulging armed... (laughs) It's unfair. Swag king in the universe. So this is kind of the closest to the end to a breakup conversation that we see between them. They leave it sort of at, like, well, maybe we'll have a date tonight. And then... uh, Connor is chatting with Taj about it and she says you know she's Marissa's so into you sometimes people just like slip up like when like when Marissa and Riley slept in the boom boom room last night (laughs) Connor's like wait wait what for real (laughs) and I really fell for him I fell for him he yeah he does say he's like oh she didn't tell me that I wish she would have been more honest and told me more what was going on, which I thought was like a very fair criticism. I thought that was not only fair, it was pretty mild. Yeah, Connor, considering. Connor yeah. is such a gentle person when he's being rejected. Like we saw this with Katie too. He's very generous. And I was laughing so hard when Taj was like, why did you like ask her where she slept? And he was like, no, why, <laughs> no, would, I why would I ask her yeah. that? That's yeah. extremely that, weird. I just like that conversation with Taj. Uh, that was the most I was into Connor. Cause I oh was like, God. these are all really fair questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's no. pretty fair. The idea that Taj was like, well, why would she have told you if you didn't ask where she slept? Like, come on, Taj. Where did like, she sleep last night, Marissa? <laughs> 
I was like, good on Connor for like uh, reacting appropriately to that and being like, no, that is very invasive. And I would not ask her that. That's bizarre. (laughs) And poor Connor just feels so deflated. And he says to the camera, she's the only person here who's shown me any romantic interest. And now she's moved on. And I'm just the friendly guy everyone likes. That like, that was so sad. That made me really sad. Speaking of lukewarm couples. Yeah. Natasha and Brendan are still chilling, even though he is not initiating anything physical with her. He hasn't kissed her at all. And finally, Lance Bass steps in with (laughs) a little, a little advice, which I didn't think was great, but she's telling him like, oh, we don't have anything physical in our relationship. And I think, you know, I heard he might have a relationship already with another girl in Bachelor Nation who might be coming, who might be waiting for her. But like, why would you still be here if you were pursuing something else? And I was like, Natasha, money, platform, fame, like Instagram followers. Come on, we all know this. <laughs> but Lance is just like, listen, it's 2021. Make the first move. Lean in. If Lance Bass tells you to do it, you're like, okay. I was like, <laughs> in, in a vacuum, maybe this is good advice. And yet, like, first of all, we know that Brendan made out a whole bunch with Demi. So clearly yeah. he's not like fully opposed to making I out with forgot. people. Also, yeah. it's just, he's being so shady. He's, he's like, yeah. it's he's so really trying to just be like, too. I'm so nice and I'm just into you. So I just move slowly. Like, no. He's not into you, Natasha. He's biding his time until Piper gets there. Run. Of course, she does not run. I love Natasha so much, too. And it's like, it's so so hard to see this guy just like clearly playing her. And like justice for the 33-year-old woman. Okay? Like justice. I know. I was just like, oh, Brendan. Like, this is, it's so obvious to me, too. Like, the kiss that they eventually have. I was like, okay. that's not a real kiss. Oh my it's God. not real. Not at all. Not at all. Yes. She like seduces him. She yeah. gives him a mis- back massage on the day bed. There's sensual music laid over all of this. They fit. She finishes up and he says, I'm the sweatiest man in America right now. And she says, you're not in America. And then he leans in and hecks her, kisses her and for like her. a her. I would single not second. even call it a kiss. No. Yeah, me neither. I was like, it's just enough of a kiss that if she was like his his mother or something, you would be like, oh, <laughs> that's weird. But like not more than that, you know, just weird yeah. enough if you're not romantic. It's like it was it was a little crumble and she just fully took it as a cookie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was so upset about that. She's like, okay, he's just opening up slowly. That's all that's going on. I was like, oh, motherfucker. This is going to end so poorly. Brendan, we see you. We We know it's very obvious. I I, we we know we're on. Yeah. New date card arrives and it's for Joe. It's time to fight for love. And so, of course, he asks Serena on the date and they're both like, it's time to DTR on this date. Get get serious. And uh, they arrive at the venue and it's a wrestling venue with a dinner set up like inside the ring. And they get back to their just their just normal conversation of like, wow, Joe, you're really old, right? And like, I'm really young. I was in high school five (laughs) years ago. (laughs) And so then they talk a little bit about relationship history. 
And she asked why things didn't work out with Kendall. And he says, you know, she never wanted to leave L.A. and her family. Mine were in Chicago. I wanted to move back. And Serena asked if they'd be married with kids if she had agreed to move. And Joe's like, maybe. I thought that was a little bit of a red flag just because I was like, and I love Joe and I love I actually love both of them. But I was like, is this a red flag that a the only reason that they broke up was moving because that doesn't really sound like there wasn't anything there and b does this mean that any woman he dates he's just trying to bring back to chicago well that was my thing is i'm like why have they not had a conversation where he's like are you willing to move to chicago for me at one point he says where do you want to end up and i thought he was trying to ask (laughs) if she would would move to chicago and she's like well i want to leave with the relationship and he was like oh yeah totally and i was like no ask again but be more specific where do you see yourself in five years chicago (laughs) she lives in a whole other country yeah yeah she's in canada right yeah she's in toronto which like physically is perhaps closer to chicago than los angeles but like the legalities of moving there are much more difficult it's like joe maybe you should just stay in chicago and date people who live in Chicago. He doesn't (laughs) know how. I'm serious. Like, he is the only guy who, when he talks about dating on the show, I really believe that he thinks of it as a dating service and as, like, the only dating service. Like, he's like, I came last time I left in a relationship that ended and now I, like, need another relationship. So I came to the relationship store to get another relationship. And if I don't get one, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, get on the apps, Joe. (laughs) So then he's like, okay, enough about me. Enough about me and Kendall. Like, I, I'm going to grill you. And Serena talks about her, like, one big ex. And I admit that I laughed a little bit because she was like, I was never a big dater. Like, never in my life was I a dater. And then I met my ex. And I was like, I'm never dating anyone again. I'm like, Serena, you're 23. You've had one <laughs> long-term relationship that you thought was it. And then you've also since gone on The Bachelor. So, like, when was the period of time that you were not a big dater? I guess high school? (laughs) Listen, I'm going to defend Serena here. So at at this point, high school is basically, like, half of her dating years, right? People date in high school. Yeah. She's only five years out from high school, right? Like, she's like, for years, I was the girl who didn't have a boyfriend. I would have said the same thing at her age, which is like, I never dated until I went to college. And then freshman year, I got a boyfriend <gasps> that defined my entire college experience. Now look at me. Here I am, 23 and single again. I guess I'm just a permanent single lady. Like, Oh my God. She doesn't realize she has her whole life ahead yeah, of her. She hasn't lived any of and it. I was yet. like, go forth, Serena. Go forth. I don't know if you should go to <laughs> Chicago, Serena. I don't know. Is that what you want to do with your one wild and precious life? Like, go to Chicago yeah. with Joe? But they seem just, like, very, very enamored of each other. Like, they both want a yeah. relationship. They don't want to date other people there. They, like, want to be 100% into whatever relationship they hope to leave the beaches with and this just really seems to like further and solidify their relationship just you know in time for kendall to come in and cause chaos yeah meanwhile uh the double date has arrived back at the bar remember they were doing sex positions together and they still Mm, have their copy mm -hmm. of the kama sutra and it's time for jesenia to have the tough talk with ivan that marissa uh 
perhaps chose not to have with Connor. And she tells Ivan that he and Chris were her like top choices coming in. Ivan, you check a lot of boxes, but I'm not sure if we have a spark. I do feel a spark with Chris, but I'm not sure if he checks all the boxes. And Ivan looks devastated. And he's like, well, which is more important, the spark or the boxes? And she says, well, a spark can't be forced. She's not wrong. She's She's not not wrong. wrong. And also, like, Ivan in that moment, it's so sad. You want her to be like, the boxes, the boxes are more important. But also, like, the boxes. He's asking that now. But I think in a couple weeks, he would be like, I don't want to be with someone who didn't have a spark with me, you know? And who sees me as a box. Right. Like, Like, it's like, wow, you you do pretty well on the checklist, but I feel no fire with you. Like, this is not a relationship that is going to work out. So I think Jasenia did the right thing. But it is so sad to see Ivan all heartbroken. He like goes and wanders by the ocean. And sweet Noah, who seems to be like a very good friend to a lot of the people in the cast, like he like notices and walks over to him and like comforts him. And I just I was like, oh, I'm glad Ivan has some like good friends to show up for him. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Carl is trying to have a more productive version of this conversation with Deandra where he wins her back and so he takes her to the spot where they first had a moment so she can remember what she felt with him which I'm gonna guess was like yes I'm getting a rose thank god (laughs) I can stay and meet someone else and he's like I have a gift for you that I brought from home and he keeps trying to give her the gift which is a charm bracelet it does look like a Pandora bracelet they are omnipresent in 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 airports so it makes sense (laughs) And and so finally he gives her the gift and explains all the charms, which need a lot of interpretation. There's a palm tree, a heart, and a rose. What could they symbolize? What could that ever mean? I don't, I'm confused. He got really lucky at that airport. Yeah, they had everything. Everything that he could have needed. And uh, so finally, uh, Chasen snags deandra back and she has accepted the bracelet and i was like oh like i really thought she was going to turn carl down hard here but she uh she accepts the bracelet so maybe there's still a chance for him and there's going to be a group bonfire that night but first we're going to take a quick break can you keep up i like love it okay so you got engaged congrats now you may be wondering what comes next If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. 
Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time, and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an Article girly, like every room of my house— my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer, Talon, has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan, and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we're back. And we see just the whole gang hanging out around the bonfire, feeling pretty awkward because solid couples are starting to fracture. Riley's like, okay, let's break the tension by asking everyone the craziest place that they had sex. (laughs) And who here they want to have sex with. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And who here they most want to have sex with. That's a great icebreaker. Yeah. And of course, Connor's like, Marissa. And (laughs) Kenny says, Mari. Um, So no, it's still very awkward. And just at that moment, Demi, who has been preparing a scene up at like the veranda, comes down with a birthday cake, a belated one for Kenny. Looks like it's a chocolate cake. It looks delicious. It looks delicious is what it looks Looks like. Looks really good. And she says, you know, you spent an important birthday in quarantine, his 40th. 
Uh, so I wanted to make it special for you. She tries to get everyone to sing happy birthday. I, I don't want to come down too hard on Demi because she rubs me the wrong way. And I, I so I want to I want to be objective as possible here and be like, it's it's a nice way to pursue someone to make a nice gesture for them, to make them feel special, to celebrate them, to get them a cake, to organize their friends to celebrate them. Those are all very nice things. And coming from someone else, I probably would have liked it. But I have to admit, my gut reaction was like, are you his girlfriend? Like, this is like a girlfriend move. You are just trying to flex mm. on Mari by being like, I'm the girlfriend. That was oh, just she like knew my what gut she was reaction. Doing. No, she knew oh, what yeah. she was doing. I don't necessarily falter for it. Like, I have a not the best feelings about Demi, but I didn't think that this was like one of her major crimes. Right. So I think I saw, I was like, you're just trying to make your move. But I also think she likes to, I mean, her, her intro in paradise is her stirring the pot. So I was like, you're literally doing that. Oh, absolutely. She has, she's completely shameless when it comes to rubbing that stuff in another person's face. But I don't think that like this was the egregious thing that she did. Yeah, personally. yeah, I got it. I got it. Frankly, I found the destruction of the cake to be more egregious. It was pretty upsetting. I mean, so Demi then leaves. She's like, Kenny, come with me. I want to celebrate with you another way. Uh, let them eat cake. And <laughs> eating cake has turned into like a big running theme of this entire season, by the way. <sighs> uh, there, It comes up in like every episode. And so she leaves the cake there, brings Kenny up to the veranda where there's a pinata with condoms in it and a happy birthday sign and all these things. She's like, I don't care how Mari feels about him. All's fair in love and war. And it's working. And Mari is like, one person can only take so much. And all I can do now is throw this beautiful large cake that all my friends were going to eat. And- yeah, I was like, Mari, <laughs> your, your rage has be- been misdirected. What did this poor cake ever do to you? Let Riley eat it. Let Riley eat a piece of this delicious cake. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, I wanted a piece of that damn cake. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine how upset I would be if I actually stood a chance of personally having some of that cake, which I realistically did not. The thing to me is like, this is, this, you're going to turn everyone in the house against you. Like, they wanted the cake. The cake is gone. Did anyone else, like, think that it actually kind of, like, some burnt cake could have been good? We do in the credits. Yeah, in seat. the credit sequence, they were trying to eat it. Right? Oh, right. They, they were trying to eat it. <laughs> I was like, actually, it could even be better. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> let's get burnt. some graham crackers and some marshmallows. Yes, and could do, scoop like, it out. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Mari had the right idea. Look. I think the retrieval was what proved to be difficult. Yeah. If yeah. you don't want right. to, like, burn your entire hand off. It's risky. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work out for for Riley and the cake. And this does, I think, tend to turn some people against Mari. They're like, uh, this is really immature. Like, you caused the situation. Now we don't have cake to eat. Like, why are you mm-hmm. being so dramatic about this? <laughs> they were mostly just like, why Why the cake? Yeah, the cake, <laughs> though. Like, yeah, ugh. yell yell at Demi. Don't take it you out on the cake. Too far. So Marissa... <laughs> tells Kenny and Demi what happened and and Demi is so amused and then Mari comes and grabs Demi to like have that conversation to be like I feel betrayed I feel hurt I confided in you and then you use that you went behind my back and Demi's like honestly I don't care you're acting like I betrayed you I don't recognize that like I don't see any obligation to you I don't want to be having this conversation 
Like, it just sort of seems like Mari thought they were friends. And Demi is like, friends, what do you mean by that? Like, what what do you think I owe what you? What is this word, friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Demi only recognizes it when someone else owes her something. She could never possibly owe anyone else anything. Yeah. yeah. No, doesn't compute. Doesn't compute. She's like, we're all here to date each other. And I hope that she remembers that soon when Kenny goes on a date with Tia. Oh, no. She just sits around and says horrible no. shit about Tia the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Mari is like, well, I hope you know you're a second option because he just said he wanted to fuck me the most. And Demi's that was like, I don't pretty care. Bad behavior, too. I was just yeah. like, this is the point. I started to just feel like everyone's acting poorly. None of this is enjoyable. Yeah. I have a stomach ache and I'm upset yeah. about the cake. Yes. <laughs> I want the cake. The cake was a symbol of all of our feelings. Exactly. And so Mari then goes to find Kenny to have a conversation with him. And he's like, now I was here all day. And she says, well, so was I, but you were busy with Demi, which like fair. Um, But it does seem like the wrong moment for this conversation, to be honest. She sits down with him and is like, I feel like you misunderstood me. I literally just wanted to consider a date if someone asked me, like not like pursue people in the resort, like what when we could be hanging out. And like in front of each other's faces. And he's like, it's, it's not any different than what you are saying. I don't understand how it's different. They both argue that the other person doesn't understand what she said. And she's like, how can I not understand what I'm saying? He's like, I don't know, but you don't understand it. Everyone was confused. It was like, this is the definition of miscommunication. Like you guys are completely missing each other. No one is communicating well in this episode. We see so many conversations where I'm like, I'm more confused about what both of these people feel than I was before. Yes. 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 We'll get to this later, but I felt this. Yeah. There were a handful of conversations that, that really felt that way. Yeah. Made no sense. So then Kenny is like, this has just gotten too messy and toxic. We need to like, just put this behind us, go about our business, let things cool off. And Mari is like, okay, if that's what you want. And meanwhile, Tammy, Tammy, Tammy is stirring some shit up. (laughs) Tammy gets so little time out. Like, it's just it's what sometimes these things we see brewing. Like, I think we see more of the Mari and Demi and Kenny stuff brewing enough to give you some context of what's happening with Tammy. You're just like, why is she suddenly straddling Thomas on a daybed? Yeah, I was like, have they spoken before? Like, did I guess I missed that. There's too many people on this speech. I had a feeling that Tammy just likes to just do random things. Like, yeah. kind of just out of note. Like, spontaneous kind of crazy things. It doesn't seem like there's, like, premeditation involved. In in the moment when they're on the daybed and they're making out, I was like, she doesn't seem to show any of the, like, hesitation or attempts to be at subterfuge that might indicate that she knows she's fucking things up with Aaron. Yeah. Like, it just seems very impulsive. She also says, though, at to Thomas, oh, is Aaron, are Aaron's eyes boring through the back of my head again? Like, she knows he's there. She knows yeah. he's there, yeah. yeah. She like, was, she, she acknowledges totally... it, and she acts like it's an annoyance. So right, I'm kinda, right. I'm like, Tammy. It's like she doesn't <laughs> understand what that's actually going to mean later when she actually talks yes. to Aaron. It's weird. Yes. It, it's very weird. It's like I think she's, like, doing a thing in the moment that is, like, maybe impulsive and, and exciting and gets her attention, and then she's literally not thinking about the any of the consequences she's a provocateur like she's doing the opposite of the thing i do where i think about doing something and then immediately i'm like 
well, that could mean that like 17 steps yes. down the line, I could yes. be in some real shit. You know, she just doesn't yes. even think of that. Um, Katie's season posse, like, it's not just Aaron. It's like James. It's Trey. They're all They're watching. so clicky. These dudes are they always really are. in a little circle around each other. And they're just like watching and being like, oh, she's a dog, bro. Like she's displaying human <laughs> trash bag behavior. Like, can we not? Can we Trey not? and James? Yeah, can no. we not? No. Uh, I just wish for the word dog to not be present in conversations about women generally. They're also very quick to jump on people. I think that group, that group of guys, like it's very mob not, mentality too. They're like, yeah, and they use incredibly uh, intense language all the time. Yeah, it's very intense, and it's like I yeah. don't know that it's like warranted. No, you know? it's Aaron not. literally <laughs> says, "I can't believe she kissed my mortal enemy in front of me. I gave my her mortal, a yeah, like, time yeah, Aaron. and I dislike the most. Like, what one of us will die by the other's hand. Like that's how we see." <laughs> point by dual yeah almost nothing and like i think that actually it's hard because we don't see tammy's motivations or like anything that led up to this really and i don't like think she probably handled this well at all but at the same time i'm like does she not get to ever like date thomas if she's interested in him because aaron doesn't like Thomas? like aaron thinks that he controls her and he turned thomas into forbidden fruit right like any woman who Aaron engages with in any way is now like somehow banned from being in Thomas's presence. Like that from is not spe- a reasonable thing to, to expect <laughs> yeah. from someone. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. as Claire pointed out, like they have, there's certain physical features they have in common and they seem to attract the same type of women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who's mm-hmm. going to seem more appealing? The like, the nice seeming friendly enormous hunky guy who's like just chatting with you and being sweet or the guy who's like don't talk to him don't talk to him he's my mortal enemy you're mine (laughs) he's my mortal enemy like i i can't can't help but feel like aaron maybe shot himself in the foot here as well Uh, and i think everyone's like pammy shot herself in the foot i don't disagree with that either (laughs) but yeah they both have this like pettiness to them that was very explosive mm-hmm. together and this was maybe bound to happen we also then see taj who yeah, is like is allegedly losing her mind <laughs> yeah but we saw none of what has caused <laughs> any of this like absolutely nothing she's at the ocean like screaming shoveling pasta into her mouth which relatable and then she says why is everyone trying to check me taj can't pee Taj can't poop. Like, literally, what are what is literally, she talking about? What is she talking about? There We're must tra- be context here. There but we have none context. of it. We have none we had of it. None. We had none. It was so. Oh, I love Taj Wan. I love so her much. so much. And I'm desperate to know what led to that particular outburst, but we may never know. Um, meanwhile, never know. Demi and Kenny are heading to the boom boom room. It's finally happening. And quick cut to cocktail party, which like this. The last thing we saw was like the night before. So presumably like a fall day has basically passed. Um, and it's the the night of the cocktail party. And Mari is like, well, maybe I can fix things with Kenny tonight. And I have clarity now that I saw him with Demi. I know I really want to commit to him. Meanwhile, Kenny just sits down with the whole group of like 25 people and is like, anyway, Mari and I are done for good. And now I'm with Demi, oh, which is yeah. great. 
which is, I thought, a kind of, there must have been some. I think he was prompted, but it was very odd to watch. It was like, nobody asked that. <laughs> Especially because then Mari is like, why would you say that? Which led me to think maybe it wasn't that prompted. But right. she was like, that's like a kind of inappropriate thing to just like announce. Like, why are you announcing this right now? And Demi is like, I think it's sad that Mari still thinks she has a chance. I think Mari does still have a chance. She definitely still has a chance. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Aaron has decided it's time to confront Thomas, of course. His enemy who has owes him nothing because mortal they don't even enemy. like each other. His mortal enemy. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. how could my mortal enemy betray me by doing something I didn't want him to do? My enemy is supposed to always be on my side and like do what <laughs> I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Thomas is like, well, Tammy kissed me, which is true. Like, we do see the kiss, and Tammy very much initiates it. Yeah. I mean, Thomas even brings up that he has been hesitant because of Aaron. And Tammy's like, why would you hesitate? Do not hesitate. This was just like, this was literally just like, you need to have a conversation with Tammy right now. Right. Thomas is not the person to be discussing this with. Yeah, Thomas no. has no reason to follow your rules uh, no. here. He owes you nothing, in my opinion. Um, and, but Thomas then is saying, like, well, the way I feel about Tammy is the reason why I'm here. And I'm like, is it? Like, is I'm, it, though? I'm, like, a little skeptical. <laughs> I mean, as we know, Thomas is quite a bullshitter. So yeah. I don't really trust him either. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, however, has, like, really fixated on this idea that he has been humiliated and he doesn't use this word, but I want to say that you can hear him saying it every time he speaks emasculated. Like he feels like he has been yes. emasculated in yes. front of everyone. Yes. He's like, I owned a woman yeah, and my mortal enemy stole my property. Yeah. And that, and now my, I've just been castrated metaphorically. Yeah. Aaron is just so broy that it like, yeah, I think he almost just sees things in that way and nothing like he can't see things in any other way than that. Yeah. It's very much that just like having a hot woman is the masculinity status thing. Like she does his bidding and is on his side and is on his arm. And that's her role. And if she can't serve that role, then, like, he has lost his manhood. Yeah. I mean, it's so fitting that this happens and he doesn't go talk to the person he's in the relationship with. He goes to talk to the man. Like, he he just, like, completely sidestepped the pretty important (laughs) Yeah, the thing he's upset about is that the other man has one-upped him. Yeah. Exactly. And so this is when... They do have this conversation because Tammy goes down to grab Aaron. And Tammy is basically like, I hadn't decided on Thomas. I wanted to take this night to kind of figure out what I was going to do. And now this is happening instead. I personally think she might have gone with Aaron if this had played out in a normal love triangle way. But instead, there's this huge fight, which, you know, at the same time, did she really think that wasn't going to happen? Uh given the two guys involved. So she goes to grab Aaron herself and have their conversation. And at this point, there's a big cliffhanger, but no worries. We're right back here with episode five because we're doing it all, all right now. So <laughs> we see Tom, uh, Aaron and Tammy having, having their own confrontation. She basically says to Aaron, like, 
I'm just trying to work out my feelings like everyone else is here, like date people, like see see what I want. And Aaron's like, well, you told me to trust you like a bunch of times. And if you hadn't done that, maybe I would have talked to other people. Now I have no options because I trusted you. It's probably the most reasonable thing that Aaron says. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Although I thought <laughs> like, it he did it during the day after seeing her make out with Thomas. But um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of the episode. He says, now people are pitying me in the house. Do you know what pity is? They're feeling sorry for me being me. <laughs> oh my god! Both I have lessons with Aaron. Died. I forgot. You know what pity is? <laughs> Let me explain it to you. And I was like, I don't know if you make it sound god. that definition makes it sound any more horrifying than just the usual connotation of pity, which is pretty negative. And Tammy is like, well, we had something genuine, and like, I'm sorry this happened. And he's like, well, I don't believe you. It's irrelevant anyway. Like, you betrayed my trust. And so he he ends the conversation and leaves as she's sort of like, I'm sorry. So this is like, at this point, like, four breakups have happened. Yeah. Ugh, I found it wearing on my romantic heart. But um, I think the Aaron and Tammy one, in retrospect, was inevitable. Um, I mean, remember Aaron right before yeah. his rose ceremony making out with Serena C in front of Tammy? And now he's like basically explosively dumping Tammy preemptively because she made out with someone else. I was like, you're both messy. Like, you're both just like messy people. Oh, yeah. They're both very messy and they're yeah. both very petty people who like to assert yeah. their dominance constantly. And that's just not a good combination. It wasn't going to last. Yeah. One of them needs a door. They both need a doormat. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's true. I think that's true. Tammy then goes to Thomas and is like, Thomas, but Aaron called me a liar. And like, I didn't mean to hurt anyone. And I guess I'm with you now. Uh, anyway, haha. Like, let's make out. <laughs> so she bounces back. And Aaron is still just fixated on how humiliated he's been that she took his rose in order to spend time with his worst enemy. Uh, a taller man. I need Aaron to just go I don't know if to some therapy, <laughs> specifically mm-hmm. to discuss Thomas, like instead of doing it on our TV screen. Yeah. And his own masculinity. I think there's something there. Yeah. I think, look, you have yeah. to start from the most surface level right. thing and then you unpack it. And then go it. deeper. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. And yeah. meanwhile, Chasen and Carl are still jockeying for Deandra. Poor Deandra. I want better for her. At least Chasen, she's getting presents. At, at least she's getting presents. Chasen has clearly witnessed that the day before, Carl presented her with a Pandora bracelet. And he's like, I too have gaudy jewelry that I can force where, upon her. Where are these Where are these <laughs> jewels coming from? I know. Because uh, Carl was like, I'm going to buy one in advance for the special lady I'm going to meet in paradise. Sure. And then Chase was just like, oh, I found this gigantic, incredibly shiny, <laughs> thick chain that doesn't match anything you're wearing, but I'm going to say it does. Where did he yeah, get he's it? He's like, it's perfect. It matches. I was like, it really clashes with the rest of her thin, like nicely layered, thin gold chains. It wasn't working, but he's like, I'm going for it. I'm putting it around your neck. And she's just so kind to everyone. She's like, I love it. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. She Thank says you. To him, it does match. It totally yeah, does it match. matches. She's like, I see you, Chasen. Mm-hmm. She's like, I see you, Chasen. You were like, I'm getting the rose tonight. <laughs> Chasen is like, I feel like I one upped Carl's 
little bitch charm bracelet? Did I misread what was going on with the be- leaps there? I was like, that's a that's lot. That's definitely what he said. Oh my god. The masculinity Again, is men. Yeah, the masculinity is so outrageous. It's insane. She she actually at this point goes to Carl um, and he's like, that's a beautiful necklace. And she's like, thank you. Chasen gave it to me. Anyway, I actually can't accept this bracelet. You should save it for someone you have a mutual connection with. Which is a very tactful way to to very clearly say that she is not that person and he handles this maturely and he does i'll give him credit for that thanks although i i thought it was hilarious because usually in those circumstances the person's like no no you keep it and he was like actually i would like that bracelet back (laughs) not in bachelor world i tell you like like, people are like yes i do need that back that token (laughs) was for my wife yeah, people take back their gifts. This is not just Carl. This is like they usually take them back. <laughs> yeah, it's such a bachelor thing. I I almost think too to be like, is it I'm, really? I'm giving you this token. Like I'm, I always but I'll it for my it future back. wife. I'm giving it to you, and then the bachelorette later will be like, I have to give this back to you because it's not you. And he's like, thank you. I do need that. Thank you. Thank wife. you. Yeah, it's like it's like how in New York City. There is actually legal precedent that you do, in fact, have to give back an engagement ring if really. Yes, because the ring is uh, like meant to symbolize a a contract that you will be getting married. And if you do not fulfill what happens to just gifts being gifts? No, they all have strings attached. You must deliver for me. In order for me to be generous, I will only give you a gift if I know I'm getting something out of it from you that's yeah, just this how is this why works. i never accepted any gifts <laughs> you know any any gifts drinks dinners i'm not accepting anything i don't want to owe you buddy you know and that worked <laughs> from out really anyone well for me. <laughs> I, I loved uh, noah and abigail just like looking on abigail's like why is deandra getting so many presents like wow yeah. everyone's <laughs> giving her abigail gifts. sounds so jealous she's like she's getting presents from everybody <laughs> <laughs> And then Noah says, Carl got her a bracelet from Pandora. I got my mom one of those in 2000. I think they were great then. I was like, okay, Noah, that was pretty good. This is pretty good, Bird. And yeah, he's like, I don't see DeAndre being into any of these gestures because he has paid more attention to DeAndre and knows more about her than either of these two men. Yes, that is apparent. He's interested in her. And so Carl sees the necklace, um, obviously, and is like, you know what? I need to address this with with Chasen. So he grabs Chasen and is like, do you normally give people necklaces when you first meet them? No. Like, I feel like you were just trying to one-up me. You're Captain One-Upper Pants. And Chasen is like, you're Captain One-Liner. And I was like, you both need to go away. Oh my God, go away. Like, bless Deandra for kicking these two off the beach because we could take no more. Yeah. No, it was so bad. Like, Deandra knows exactly what like she's not less intelligent than carl she's like <laughs> this was a play to one up carl it's not about me and it doesn't feel genuine right she's like i'm gonna take this into consideration and make my decision and yeah. carl's like i must show my masculinity to chasen by calling him captain one upper pants <laughs> nothing says big man <laughs> Like Captain One Upper Pants. He added the pants. (laughs) No, because it's Captain Underpants. Underpants. 
Oh my god! Is it, doesn't that make it worse now? It makes it so much worse. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> but yes, that was the reference. So, wow. uh, meanwhile, wow, thanks for thanks for illuminating that for me. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Trey has decided to break up with Taj uh, because she's just not his person. He he tried he faked it for a day or two, couldn't do it anymore, and so he breaks up with her and. He's like, well, at least I've left her with the security of a rose. She's not going to go home tonight because I'm dumping her. And as it happens, Taj is like, I don't know. This just isn't going my way. I think I'm going to go too. (laughs) So she takes her big blanket and her suitcases and she packs herself in an SUV and tells no one. So all the guys think that there is another rose on the table. I know. Poor Ivan is out here being like, I might just get Taj's rose. And she departs into the night yeah i was sad to see both trey and taj leave yeah yeah i like both of them but also taj like we love we love Uh, specifically taj specifically taj but like you know you gotta take care of your mental health yeah if she couldn't pee she couldn't poop and she was just like screaming into the ocean she's overheating she's not making out with anyone like i get it Everything was coming out through her pores, you know. Take your blanket and just take care of yourself. Yeah, I support that. I hope she got a few nice days um, in the hotel in some air conditioning after she exited. Yes, me too. And it turns out Lance is still here. I thought that they had to go home by this point in the night, but he has a final surprise before he says goodbye which will change everything. He's reached out. He's convinced someone to join the cast, someone so special. They needed to bring something no one has ever brought before. What could it be? It's a little cliffhanger because we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Can you keep up? I like love it. I am so glad that it's finally warming up and it also means that... I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we're back. And who is the special surprise guest? It is Paradise's first ever former lead, Becca Kufrin. Who could have guessed she would be there? She was only in a bunch of the teasers. I love the idea that Lance Bass (laughs) was like personally responsible for this casting decision. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Becca Becca was like, I base all my personal decisions around whether an NSYNC member thinks I should do it. Which, frankly, fair enough. Uh, But all of the men's eyes just, like, light up when Becca arrives. Like, not only is there another rose up for grabs now, but it's Becca. She is a celebrity within this world of celebrities. Yeah. I felt like I was really seeing the Bachelor world status. The hierarchy. Oh, my gosh. It was very apparent. Because I was like, there are, it's not like, I mean, whatever. Like, Becca is a beautiful woman, but the the rest of the women are also beautiful. They're all hot. So it was like, it was just this status thing that she had been the Bachelorette. Right. It's like, I don't perceive personally a difference in status between any of them as long as, like, what, yeah. As long as they're, like, basically the same level of hotness and, and good personality, which a lot of them are. And, yeah. and yet, these guys well, are There's clearly like, a status thing, yeah. I love it. You know, I think that men get a big status boost from being The Bachelor. Why shouldn't women get that, too? Like, she deserves I agree. To it's like agree. It's like the only way you can come in and have success if you are over 30 is if you were The Bachelorette. Yeah. Right. Right. You have to you have to have that cachet. Yeah. Aaron is like, I, as just a young child of 26, <laughs> once had a crush on this woman. And now here she is standing in front yeah, of me. They're literally like, we grew up watching you hand out roses on TV. It's an honor to get. We to grew see up. Yeah, person. we grew up back in 2018. <laughs> Some of them were not even 21 yet at that time. Um. And this is actually what drives Taj to leave. Like, it's like she sees Becca and oh, she's right, like, I'm right, out. Right. <laughs> she's like, I tried. 
Yeah. And I mean, I will say Becca has another advantage, which is that she was recently in the AC. She looks cool as a goddamn cucumber. She looks fantastic. Her lipstick is immaculate. Yeah. Like not sweating at all. Um, it's really incredible. No one else can can say that. They've all been baking for the last like two weeks. And so she sits and chats with some of the available guys. She tells Ivan she's there because she's trying to be more of a yes woman, <laughs> um, which I guess she means in a positive way. And uh, Carl gives her a palm reading. <laughs> yeah. And then she has a, a nice long chat with Aaron, who says, you know, I really had a big crush on you when you were on the show. He's really gushing. And she's like, how old are you? And he says 26. And she's like, oh, my God. Wow. I'm. I just thought you were older because, like, I'm older. I'm 31. Am I, like, am I a cougar? Like, you would have been in eighth grade when I was a senior in high school. Like, I'm an (laughs) older woman. I'm, like, when Kenny was a senior in high school, like, was... Demi wasn't born. Mari and Demi were, like, literally in infancy. Yeah. I we have we have bigger problems I, here back then. <laughs> that's the thing like a five-year age gap absolutely does not register as an age gap when the man is older it's just like yeah we're the same age right like uh, you're 26 i'm 31 like we're both like the same age right but when I it's mean, a Kenny woman told natasha who is seven full years younger than him that they are the same age <laughs> yes. so right what the hell i just this killed me i was like i wish for the sweet release of death exactly (laughs) oh yeah i remember being younger and like hooking up with a guy who was like two years younger than me and it was like a huge and i was like should i feel carry shame for the rest of my life over this like it's so wild (laughs) i mean my boyfriend is five years younger than me so (gasps) i guess i i guess i am a cougar (laughs) yeah i mean you should really (laughs) think about some of your choices and your predatory nature is (laughs) all i'm saying It's so like, oh, the woman has usurped the role of, like, authority and experience. Like, she should be as an innocent student being led through the garden of the world and its its experiences by a wise man. It's so bizarre. Look, a lot comes up in... I don't think age... I think age differences are a thing, but I don't think they're a reason not to get into anything. But I think you have to acknowledge them. Like, they are... They're they're a thing, but I don't think they should prevent anyone from, like, dating. I definitely don't think that this should prevent a 26-year-old man and a 31-year-old woman from dating by any means. No. Um, I wish that they did not act like it was this crazy chasm between them. I do think that this generally is an issue for the older women in the franchise. Yes, definitely. Becca is treated as having a lot of cachet and status, right? But there's also this, I almost feel like this weird sense of like, oh, well, she's like the grandmother. Yeah, like she's been been there, done that. She's she's been through it. What more could she have to offer other than her sage (laughs) wisdom? Like, she's given out her roses. I know, I know I'm jumping ahead, but my favorite was when they were at the rose ceremony and Aaron talks about becca holding a rose and that <laughs> oh it's like watching a fish in the water a dolphin excuse yes. me fella a dolphin, a dolphin. Yes. sorry no like, there's a something dolphin. so beautiful about seeing something just doing what it's built to be doing what it's in its natural in its natural habitat it's like yes I becca died. was born into the bachelorette she didn't exist 
before. She was born to hand out She's roses. been incubated in Bachelor World for 31 whole years. And now she has emerged into her rightful oh place God. on the beaches of yeah. paradise. I really got a kick out of that. Uh, yeah. yeah. All of this really cracked me up. Um, it, it was like a they seem to have like a little bit of a sweet flirtation. Also, poor Becca was like, I have like three choices here. I guess I need to pick one of them. Aaron said he has a crush on me. I think she chose right in I terms agree. of the people she had to choose from. Yeah, I, I, I agree. agree. Let's oh. talk about let's let's do the rose ceremony real quick. Uh, Natasha gives her rose to Brendan. Oh, bad decision, girl. Marissa gives her rose to Riley. Serena to Joe. Abigail to Noah. Jasenia to Chris. Tammy gives her rose to Thomas. Demi to Kenny. Mari to James. Deandra, Ivan. Loved, loved it. it. Loved it. Loved, loved it. it. So fucking much. Love to see it. Love, love to see it. To see it. <laughs> she was just like, look, these fools who are going after me, no thank you. They can leave. Ivan, you seem like a great person who probably deserves to be here longer. So like, you should have my rose. I feel like Deandra was like, Ivan has main character energy. He doesn't die this early in the story. Exactly. Like, he stays. Yes. Like, I'm... I'm like the Samwise or whatever, like tossing my body in front of the, I haven't read The Hobbit in a really long time. But, you know, she's like, <laughs> I'm I'm the sidekick who's like preventing him from going down too early because now she hasn't kept a love interest around. For right. Herself. And and it seems likely that she will probably she it's, it's it seems pretty likely that she could go home next week because of this decision. But like, wow, what a woman. And I also loved. I loved that Ivan was the one sitting on the daybed with her watching these two fools fight over (laughs) her. And he was just like, this is crazy. And she was like, this is insane. And then I was like, I love that she was like, it's this guy. This guy is the one who deserves to be here, not these two fools. Yeah, she's like, I'd rather my friend who agrees with me that this is bad. Bananas. Crazy. I'd rather he stay. Yeah. And this leaves Becca to give her rose to Aaron. And she says, everyone keeps saying you're the funniest person on the beach, which I was also like, is she giving him the rose? Not just because he's the best option for her who's available or also because she's like, might as well keep the funny guy. Why not? (laughs) We could all use a joke. We could all use a laugh these days. And that means that Connor, Carl and Chasen will be going home. Yeah. And Connor is is sad. He's like, I just want somebody to choose me, you know? And I just want to say, Connor, soon you're going to be able to hire a woman uh, who's an indie musician to come make out with you on stage. And it's going to make a lot of things feel better. So <laughs> uh, stay stay optimistic. Yeah. I have to say I was, I was, I was not so sad to see Connor and his guitar go, but I do feel bad for him. But I mean, that's the problem is it gets it gets sad to watch. It does get sad uh, to watch someone there who you just feel sad for all the time. You're like, I'm not enjoying watching Connor fail to find love. That sucks. And all of his all of his many songs about the women on the beach. I was like. Oh, Connor. We've had enough. It was his time. And, you know, he he made an impression. He made some good friends. I'm sure he got some more Instagram followers. Like, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be okay. He'll yes. Be okay. Uh, anyone who is, like, a total reject in Bachelor World is still probably pretty desirable in the general dating market. And yes. he'll be good yes. out there. He'll be Meanwhile, great. Meanwhile, uh, 
time for new women to start coming in because the power has shifted to the men. Mm-hmm. It's a new mm-hmm. week. And first, Tia has arrived. And uh, just another opportunity for us to once again do the whole, like, remember how Colton is gay now? And yeah, that kept that seemed to be a thing of like, remember, I dated a gay guy. Yes, constantly. And it keeps coming back. Tia brings it up like every 30 seconds. And like, look, we've all dated a guy who is gay. And we didn't know that at the time. And like all of us, (laughs) you just got to kind of process that and let it go and not like talk about it all the time. I mean, I guess she she is correct that um, he really did mean it's not you, it's me. Yeah, so, she says, him saying, it's not you, it's me. Legitimate. And I was like, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But she's praying for a great godly man with abs. And she came to the right place. That is kind of the Bachelor five. brand. <laughs> that's the vibe. Godly with yeah. abs. Yeah. Uh, quick update. Vela had to run to a very important actor engagement. Uh, we're so glad she was here for most of the episode. But we do have to start talking about Tia's date card. We soldier on and discuss even more public nudity. We thought yes, we had seen our fill, but no. No, we have not. I want to briefly discuss Tia's date card, which says, Welcome back to paradise. There's love at the end of the rainbow. Was this, a, was this another gay Colton reference? Oh, God. Dear God. Make it stop. I was like, and after the demi thing too it's just like every episode they're just like we're not as gay as we used to be here like calm down like just like if you're not going to have any like queer representation on the show at least don't like talk about how you're not having any yeah it's so bizarre like please stop please stop it's, it's really unsettling um so tia pulls a uh, pulls a few guys she pulls thomas she pulls kenny she and Kenny both seem to have been aware of each other before this. And like Kenny is allegedly her type. She loves tattoos and he does have abs. So, and he has the same name as her dad, which I'm always trying to date a Steve, you know? So I get that. I once did date a Peter and that was like the thing I liked the least about him. It made me feel yeah. so weird. No, it's very uncomfortable. So she uh, sits down with, Kenny and meanwhile Demi is just displaying her maturity and all of the ways in which she is committed to this process being about everyone dating each other. She's like Tia's trying to steal my man and like the last time she was here she was slurping down hot dogs with Colton which again is that like a which I don't even know what she meant by that. Also like you also dated Colton like what I am constantly confused by what Demi says but she's like whatever I know I'm so sexy look at this outfit take it in I put in a lot of effort and she slapped on a tank top the only thing worse than Tia's gaydar is her denim shorts also like not listen if Demi wants to play this game she's wearing basically just like a bikini sarong set which like how much work is that to style it's pre-styled also like leave denim shorts alone what have they done to you i love tia's denim shorts and i'm okay if if demi thinks i have bad fashion because i think her fashion is very like dated barbie dream house and i am not obsessed with it and that's you know demi has all the confidence in the world so she doesn't need my approval that's fine she's like i'm more fun I'm more sexy. 
I have better fashion. And I went to the boom boom room with Kenny. So I know he won't be interested in other options because she definitely understands how sex works for men traditionally in the dating market, which is they have sex and they're like, I'm committed now. Like, that's it for me. Kenny, on the other hand, is Kenny convinced that he's all in on Demi? Kenny is convinced that he's afraid of Demi and what she might do to him. And Joe, ever the perceptive one, is like, Kenny, if you're thinking about going on another date, you might want to, like, give Demi a heads up and have that conversation because she will murder you. Yeah. So Kenny's like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit down with Demi. This conversation actually, like, goes fine. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I respect that Demi is committed to not being like the we're exclusive person, but she does very much seem to ex- like expect it, even though she's not willing to ask for demand it. it. Yeah. And once you actually are involved with someone, even if you're all just there to date each other, it's very uncomfortable to have the person that you're focused on split and, and go pay attention to someone else. And so Tia does ask Kenny and Kenny says yes. And Mari is, like, shouting at Demi across the group. She's like, it's payback. At least you didn't think you and Tia were friends. Oh, my God. I don't know. I was like, all of this is bad. Mess. And Demi, meanwhile, is like, everyone's looking at me with these sad little eyes. Like, poor Demi. And, like, it's fine. Like, he'll be back. And I just want to be like, Demi, they're not sad for you. They are terrified of what you are going to do now. (laughs) Meanwhile... As Kenny and Tia head off on their date, Abigail is the latest to start questioning whether her very solid connection is actually all that solid. She's like, I think we're moving slower than the other couples. Our physical chemistry is not as strong. We're not like all over each other. Maybe we're friend zoning each other. And (laughs) she's like, hey, so like, I like you. I'm attracted to you. But like, I don't know. How are you feeling about our situationship? And he's like, what do you mean? Like, I like you. Everyone's obsessed with our perfect relationship. It's great. And she's like, okay, so why are we holding back from making things more full-fledged? In what ways are they holding back? I couldn't... Okay, so this conversation felt confusing to me. I couldn't tell if Abigail was getting in her head because their relationship just wasn't... isn't as, like, overtly physical and lovey-dovey which I understand feeling insecure and frustrated with that but like sometimes that's just sometimes people just don't express their affection in in the exact same way like I couldn't tell exactly what was going on here and it felt like neither of them could quite articulate what they meant to say to each other yeah I think that two things are maybe going on one is that they don't have like a really explosive physical relationship And she's not sure if that's something that they can, like, work on. The other thing I think is that a lot of these couples, you have all this time together. Are you talking about the future? Like, are you talking about how you're going to make a relationship work? Are you talking about what you both want for your lives, you know, after the show? What kind of family you want to have? If you want to have a family where you want to live? I don't actually get the sense that they are having conversations about the future they want together. Their conversation, yeah, their conversation is lighter and more fun. Yeah, and so I think she's almost trying to say, like, yeah, we hang out, we have fun, and we make out, but, like, there's something not there. And I think that might, that is probably what she's talking about. Like, a relationship isn't just making out with your friend. Um, but it's interesting because he 
also says that she apparently isn't like the most verbally and physically effusive. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of wonder if they're both sort of creating this dynamic that neither of them necessarily intends to. Like he says, this is the first time I've heard you say you liked me. And like, I have felt like I don't get much of a response from you. But I also like didn't really feel like he was engaging in the conversation. Like I'd never felt like he like they were really each was, addressing was the issue really yeah it really felt like they were almost talking past each other and it right. didn't it was not productive they were both saying like well what do you want to do and then they were both sort of like i think i want to make this work but no one there was never a point where they were like how do we make how this do we work? make this work right okay so we like each other what what is missing what's the thing that we both need to do then yeah i think that because there was no plan ever made, I think that they just kept circling back to, like, why am I feeling this way about things? Right. And Abigail keeps reaching back to, like, I don't know, like, maybe we're just delaying the inevitable because this is moving so slowly. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And he keeps going back to, like, oh, well, now you're making me question it. It's like they accidentally broke up. And now they both feel like the other person is not maybe really that invested or has a lot of doubt and so no one's happy at the end of this and but Ivan and Jasenia are setting a really good example of you know what a paradise breakup can look like because at one point I wrote this down Tammy made a joke to them it's like oh I thought Abigail and Noah were really solid but we thought you two were a really solid couple the other day and now look at you and Ivan and Jasenia are sitting right next to each other and they just like laugh and I was like okay so you guys are Way to have a good sense of humor about things. Yeah. Like, Ivan, like, thought you were going to get engaged, like, two days ago. And now he's like, oh, my God, imagine. Oh, we have to talk about Tia and Kenny's big date. The nudity date, as you mentioned earlier. They are playing beach volleyball. But, twist, this isn't an ordinary volleyball game. This is a nudist volleyball game. And without warning, these, like, three strangers approach Kenny and Tia with volleyballs and then just strip fully. I was like, this feels, I don't know, like a lack of consent is happening here. Yeah, like yet again, I'm like, is this how we should go about handling nudity? I mean, also to give this date card to Tia, it wasn't even Kenny's date card. Like Tia is super uncomfortable with all the nudity. Yeah, she's just like, okay, so now I have to be naked? Like, I don't yeah really want that she's like i read the bible this morning and now there are flaccid wieners in front of me i don't frankly want to show anyone my china pot i honestly appreciated that she was <laughs> saying labia like she was using the correct term for no, but what th- you that's do what, see that's what's <laughs> um, so hilarious is that she would either be like really medically accurate with the language or she'd be like it's my china, china pot, pot. <laughs> they ultimately agree that like tia will take off her top and Kenny will be fully nude because that feels like equal. Like they're both exposing one thing. And then they had to play volleyball. I honestly, I was just like impressed with how Tia like rolled with it. Cause I feel like I would have just been, I don't know. I also want to call out that she hilariously like broke the fourth wall and was like pointing to the crew and the producers being like, you are all here. Like there is a beach full of people here. Like not just those people, like, all of you like yeah <laughs> she's like there's no black bar in real life like you're all going to see it and no thank you and that's fair 
Um, there's a weird moment where she's basically like, we can't look at the guys like wieners. And she says, like, I dated a gay guy last time. I'm not trying to do that again. Again, we need to stop. We need to move on. I was like, I don't think it's gay to see someone's penis. Whatever. We need Let's... to move on from from this uh, theme. Also, like, bisexual erasure. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, come on. Come on, Tia. It's 2021. So they play the volleyball, and then they sit and have a drink. Uh, he toasts to having already seen Tia's bleep, which I'm going to assume that's tits. That was my assumption as well. He tells her about his who he's been with on the show, that he was in the Boom Boom Room. And she's like, oh, you went to the Boom Boom Room. Yeah, Tia is alarmed. She's like, okay, uh, I have now unintentionally put a giant target on my back. Like, Demi is going to murder me in my sleep. She's like, did you fuck her, though? And he's like, what? Why would you ask me that? And she's like, oh, my God, I'm getting murdered. I'm getting murdered. Like, this is not good. She's like, I better enjoy my last moments on this earth. Mari and Demi are both just, like, pining away for Kenny back at the resort. I don't How get it. I don't get it at all. Happen? I I'm learning a lot about what the 25-year-old influencers of America want, and it's a muscular 40-year-old who manages boy bands. I literally would never have guessed, but here we are. And so the episode is just winding down. Serena and Joe are, yeah. are like, now that no, no, one- no more drama <laughs> happening at all here. Nothing could go wrong. Serena and Joe, just the most solid, beautiful, perfect couple with nothing to worry about in the world. So here's Kendall, Joe's very serious ex. And she's like, I'm not really ready to let go of Joe. And, you know, just the only thing I'm worried about is walking down there and seeing him hold hands with someone that would break me. I just felt so, so sad. I felt so sad for Kendall in this moment. I was just like, they, production has like a perfect scenario here in which they can wait just long enough so that Joe can really develop something serious. And then you will be forced to witness it and like presumably have a meltdown and be the like crazy ex-girlfriend who's coming to destroy the like darling couple. Why would you come here? No, like knowing that the very likely thing is that Joe is either gone or holding hands with someone. Like Joe is a relationship guy. Like you know him well enough to know that he's going to either be gone at this point or he's going to be with someone. Very sad to see her walking into that. And looking great though. Look, she as looks always. so hot. So she walks right on down the beach and straight past everyone directly to Joe. And she stops at the daybed where he's lying with Serena and some of their buddies. And she says, hey, butthead. And then she says, want to chat? And then we just see Joe in an interview room saying, fuck, to the camera, fully bleeped out. And that's where we end. Just lots more emotional trauma to look forward to. I like this is the point in paradise where I just feel anxious the whole time. Yeah. It's not even totally clear to me. Like, I couldn't tell. I've listened to it a few times. I couldn't tell if they were frankenbiting her a little mm, bit to make yeah. it sound like she was really there to fully rekindle things with Joe. Like, I'm not actually sure if that's what. Yeah, maybe not. She came in with, but that's certainly how they're setting it up. And she had to kind of, if she had thought about it, she probably would have been able to realize that that's how they would set it up. But here we are. Joe's going to try to marry a 23-year-old who doesn't live in Chicago. And Kendall is going to be emotionally tortured 
It's terrible. And on that note, I think we need to decide what we love to see and what we hate to see on this episode. These two episodes. Yeah, we had we had some disagreement over love to see it this week, but let's start with love to see it. We both agree on this one. Deandra sending Carl, Jason, and their just hideous jewelry home. I didn't want to see either of those pieces of jewelry on my screen anymore. I didn't want to see them ruining Deandra's outfits anymore. And I didn't want to see them, like, thinking they're being so clever, having their little masculinity crisis together. Deandra is just really the hero that we all needed this week. Um, and I just applaud her. Another thing we love to see is a mature, if albeit difficult, breakup between Jasenia and Ivan. Uh, perhaps the only mature breakup that we got to see. It's just nice to see people being respectful of each other and communicating hard things in a direct way. I will say, the least TV fodder, so I understand that they can't all be like that. Um, there would be no show, but it, it did warm the cockles of my heart to see just a really well-communicated and graceful breakup. And then I did say that I loved to see Connor's bold outfit, which, as we've already discussed, Claire hated. So I didn't want to see it. It's fine. We're just going to strike that one. <laughs> Let's move on to hate to see it. Uh, I had a lot of things I hated to see this week. Yeah, this was much easier this episode. Yeah. Um, as we just mentioned, we hated to see Kendall walking onto the beach, hopeful of having a good conversation with a very available Joe who she still has love for in her heart and knowing that she is about to be uh, brutally brought to reality. Also hated to see Katie's bros referring to Tammy as a human trash bag and a dog. Not cool. Let's just like leave that language, especially all of the dog language away from discussions of women. I hate to see it. Abigail and Noah just crumbling under the weight of really legitimately just bad communication. Like, I don't think that I knew what either of them was really saying, and I don't think either of them knew what the other person was saying, and just a real slow motion train wreck. It was it was very brutal, and I just, I need a reconciliation for these two. I also hated to see Becca calling herself a cougar because she's a mere five years older than Aaron. When the men of this beach are allowed to just walk around dating and like getting engaged presumably to women who are 15 years younger than them and that like only warrants a light conversation and freaking Kenny is out here thinking that 33 is the same as 40 whereas Becca is like wow I probably should be ashamed for even speaking to Aaron ugh really limits women's uh, dating options uh, and finally we hate to see Tajwan exiting overheated and and just suffering yet again I was enjoying her her more joyous turn on paradise this time and it was not it was not to be anymore it, it was not built to last so we'll miss her on the beach and it's time to rate the crabbiness of this episode. We were light. Pretty light on crabs. Yeah, light, on, light crabs. on crabs. We saw at one point, like, Tia was very startled by a crab, but 
they weren't really front and center. And so I think we're going to give this one a three. I, I hope there are more crabs next week. Yeah. If you had ordered a crab dish, like a salad or something, you would be like, I didn't get what I paid for, you know, in this episode. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe next week. And that's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our wonderful guest, Bella Lavelle. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Kate Moldenauer. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please rate us five stars and leave a review. And more importantly, tell all your friends who used to listen to us as here to make friends. Help us get the word out about our new name. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com with your questions and voice memos. We might even feature you in an upcoming mailbag. You can also find us on Twitter at love to see it pod and on Instagram at Claire and Emma pod. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week for another stormy week on the shores of paradise. Stitcher. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it.